everything kind of just naturally fit itself into place you know I think just because I was trying to be open and just patient with the process and with myself welcome to the compassionate creative the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion authenticity and integrity I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello again to my lovely listener. Welcome back. This is the Compassionate Creative Podcast, and I am here for my very first guest episode of 2022. Before I dive into it, I just wanted to remind you of a few um, online offerings that I have if you wanted to connect through some yoga, some movement, some breath. So be sure to check out my YouTube channel. You can just um, look up my name or The Compassionate Creative. And I have a whole bunch of short videos on there, 5, 10, 20 minute practices um, that you can use use uh, to help kind of ground throughout your day. There's some morning practices on there, so be sure to check that out. And throughout the month of January, I am offering some live Zoom classes. So be sure to check out my website as well, charlenedinger.com. You can join me on Tuesday mornings or Saturday mornings. And yeah, we're moving through 60-minute yoga practices. So hopefully you can join and just another way for us to connect. Okay, I'm so excited to share this episode today. This is episode 31. And my guest today is my sister, Janine Dinger. Um, I feel like this episode has been a long time coming. If you kind of have followed my journey, if you've listened before, uh, I speak a lot about my sister who lives in Switzerland. And recently when her and her family were in Toronto visiting, we sat down in a room together. Uh, So this was actually my first in-person interview since starting this podcast. So it was a really, really uh, wonderful experience, so much so that I've decided to break it up into two parts because as you can imagine, uh, my sister and I being very close, we <laughs> chatted a lot about a lot of things. And so um, I just think that her journey is a really beautiful one and I wanted to share it with you. You know, she is my best friend. I describe her as my soulmate. And so uh, we're breaking it up into two parts. So in this first episode, um, I talked to Janine about becoming a mother, and she shares how that has uh, enhanced her creativity and how her daughter, my niece, has inspired more play and has taught her to become more present. Um, We also talked about her journey moving to Switzerland and how she just had to be really open and patient with the process and how this allowed things to just kind of fall into place. 
And we also talk quite a bit about uh, her journey to becoming a choreographer, uh, sort of the journey from performer into choreographer and how that was for her and kind of working through these feelings and thoughts of self-doubt through that process. So... I know that was a really long intro. I'm just really, really excited to share with you. All right, let's kick it off. Here we go with Janine Dinger. <laughs> okay, so today is actually a really special day because I am actually interviewing somebody in person. My guest is in person today. This is my first time not interviewing somebody on Zoom or over the phone. And my guest just so happens to be my sister, Janine Dinger, Ashvanden now, really. So welcome to the Compassionate Creative Podcast, sister. Thank you. <laughs> Very happy to be here. It's really exciting for me to be able to like do this with you because like I said, I haven't really done an in-person interview. So this is, you're kind of my my test subject and like my guinea pig, but I already feel like there's a different kind of energy exchange when you're sitting in a room with a person. So thanks for being my, my guinea pig. And I'm really, really excited to have you on. I'm really excited we made this happen. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you are actually an avid listener. I know that you're one of my biggest supporters and I'm so grateful for that. In my head. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, you, oh, you know what my first question is <laughs> and that is how have you shown yourself compassion today? Oh, good question. Um, I just took an afternoon snooze. <laughs> um and uh, that was wonderful because that's exactly what I needed before I could kind of like just sit down with you now and um, give you my full attention and focus and uh, really be here. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Our whole family kind of took a nap. Actually, <laughs> we all just woke up from a little snooze because you and your husband and my niece, little Nora, are here on holiday right now. But as I'm learning, the more I get to spend time with my niece, it's quite exhausting to run after a 19 month old. So I think that that was a really nice way for us to just kind of <laughs> regroup before mm -hmm. that. I really needed it. And, you know, I think it's 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 also important to just give yourself that space mm -hmm. too to like know exactly what you need and try not to force anything. But I'm sure there's times when you don't have a chance to do that right like you're mm. running around after her and you don't she doesn't necessarily like go down at the time that you wish for her to mm -hmm. or maybe just a nap isn't happening that day so um thanks to Nora for going down for a nap right now mm -hmm. so that we can actually do this in a, in a quiet quiet space but um what is it like when you you know you have like plans let's say you've like set up your day and and you've got all these plans to kind of tick off and because I know you I know that that's that's kind of what you do like as a mom as a as an entrepreneur you have your your checklist of things to do mm -hmm. what happens when those um when that you know when she doesn't let that happen like mm -hmm. how how do you kind of get through that or push through that and how do you how do you do so by still um or sorry I, I should say like how do you do that while still showing yourself compassion and not being too hard on yourself. I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. definitely hard. Yeah. Like, I think, I think like since 
um, like since I've transitioned into, since I've become mother, um, I've definitely learned like prioritizing is, is the thing that's going to like keep me sane because Mm -hmm. like the lists could go on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also, I've also been introduced to Trello and I find that's amazing, Mm -hmm. um, because I can just kind of like organize and prioritize I find like Monday I'm doing this Tuesday I'm doing that and if my list doesn't get completed on Monday like um it's it's hard not to not to not to um maybe be feel disappointed in myself Mm -hmm. you know to be like oh I should have gotten that done today Mm -hmm. um but then shoulda woulda coulda like that's Mm -hmm. not gonna change anything you know right um and I'm just trying to and it and it's it's something that you have to like practice every day it's just it's just being like okay that's enough what Mm -hmm. I did today was enough the child is fed and in bed like Mm -hmm. and had a pretty good day like I'm not you know pulling my hair out from like stress or whatever um and I feel good and and like well and stuff you know um so I definitely think like just prioritizing and just being like just more gentle with myself, I guess. Yeah. And also then like taking those pauses. So like when she goes down for a nap and like I'm tired, like I set my alarm for 20 minutes later to be like, okay, 20 minute nap. And then let's see what I can get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's always it too. Just like having that like um, momentum versus mo- motivation. Mm-hmm. I like to like try and try and put into place. So like momentum is like let's see what I can get done in the next like five minutes and then once that task is done be like okay like I've got another 10 minutes then Mm -hmm. until she wakes up or whatever you know and just trying to like tick the boxes in that Mm -hmm. way rather than being like oh like I don't feel like doing anything I'm overwhelmed um so I'm not going to do anything at all Mm -hmm. you know just Mm -hmm. like taking one step and being like okay like the just kind of getting the ball rolling kind of thing Mm yeah I love that I love that Mm -hmm. like um, cause you've told me about that before too, like momentum versus, or sorry, motivation. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. motivation is like a feeling and you're never going to feel like you want to do the laundry. Right. But if you can just be like, I'm just going to put this load in now mm-hmm. and then just let that go. And that means maybe I can like spray down the mirrors in the house mm-hmm. and, you know, get all those clean. Mm-hmm. And then just like from there, just like taking the boxes like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it's, it's practice because... Yeah. I mean, you can maybe ask my, my husband, like pretty much every other day, like he might come home from work and I'm like, oh, like I didn't get this done or that mm-hmm, done. Or mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot because mm-hmm. it is a lot like mm-hmm. being, being a mom and like, and also being like working. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And being self-employed, like, and running my own thing, you right, know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that you're, you're doing an amazing job. Like I see that. And I was in Switzerland with you for almost a month and got to see that on an everyday basis. Mm. And I think really kind of being integrated into like your regular schedule, that was a huge, it was a really big eye opener for me. I, I always like applaud all of the parents out there that are doing it, it's mm. like, that are running their businesses that are, you know, working or, you know, that are, that are full-time stay at home. Like it is a full-time job mm. with all of the other things on top of that. So, yeah. um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Cause I know, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that feel the same way. So, um, and then, you know, we talked about, or you spoke about that, like that transition into motherhood and I'm curious 
what that transition has been like as far as your creativity and like Mm -hmm. your creative process like has motherhood enhanced that for you and if it has what are sort of some of the ways that that you know your creativity has kind of come to life through being a mom Mm. hmm Good question. Good question. Um, I definitely feel like I'm, um, I guess you could say like just more inspired, mm. like more, um, in, in some ways in other ways, maybe not, but, but I, I would say like more inspired in regards to like, just having a more playful attitude about things. Mm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wake up most, I, I try to like at least most mornings or let's say every other morning or something, you know, and I'll do a bit of stretches, a bit of maybe a bit of music, some oils and, um, and yeah, just a little bit of like movement and, and breath and like mm-hmm. Nora's, Nora's there, right? Like mm-hmm. she's my little shadow. So she's mm-hmm. there and she's copying mummy and, and kind of doing all that stuff. And then she's doing things that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of different, like rolling around on the floor and just being super mm-hmm. interpretive and um, just like fully always in the moment. Right. Yeah, totally. um, so I think in that regard, like just being, that's kind of um, inspirational in regards to like more play- playfulness, I would say. Yeah. Um, then on the other hand, um, I have to just use my time more wisely mm. because it's like, okay, like today then, you know, daddy or like grandma or whoever is going to like take you for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That means I have to be productive mm-hmm. and efficient with my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and then I guess that's where I can be like, okay, cool. Then I've got I've got more time to to play or more time to just um um create, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um but I wouldn't necessarily say that like it's changed my creativity. It's mm-hmm. just maybe changed the way that I've I think about it or the way that I mm-hmm. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of um kind of manage it. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And organize it, I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's lovely. And I think mm-hmm. too, like, you know, when I think about her, I love that you that you kind of said how she inspires new things mm-hmm. because she really is that that kind of a, a person that that sort of a, a human being. Like she's just I found any when I was spending time with her. I had to be so present with her. Like Mm. there's, and I think you've said this to me before, like she doesn't let you get away with not giving her all of your attention. You know, like when you're- She complains otherwise. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. you you have to really, really be present with her. And I find, I found that that was very helpful for me to just be in the moment and be really present and be like so grounded with her. And it just Mm -hmm. made it that much more enjoyable for me. Like it made that, playtime and that time that I was spending with her that much more enjoyable and Mm. um that much more rich like and and it was it just she just brought that brought that out of me because like there was no other way around it yeah Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's a really it's a really wonderful thing too right and and um sadly there's a lot of kids in the world that don't get that that Mm. don't get that attention you know that are brought into homes and families that just don't don't have that time and space and and so you know she's really lucky in that way but I think she gives a lot back too
Sorry, we could just talk about her all day, so <laughs> we we'll, we'll move on. But I'm sure she'll creep back into the conversation <laughs> at some point. Um, so on top of motherhood, which is like your first full-time job, really mm. and truly, um, I wanted to ask you about all of your other endeavors. So you, first of all, let's talk about, you know, this huge um transition that you kind of went through in moving to Switzerland. So I've spoken about this many times on the podcast. We don't live close at all at all. (laughs) And it's really hard, but you know, we, I think it's also again, taught me to be really present in those times where we are together and like really just enjoy our holidays and, and, you know, the times that we do get together. So you live in Switzerland. You've been there for, is it like six years now? Uh, Six years this month. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So six years, like you took a huge leap of faith to be with your husband, your now husband, and actually recording, we're recording this on your two year wedding (laughs) anniversary, which is kind of like full circle. Pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you about like what that, what that was like, like you took a huge leap of faith in moving to Switzerland. You integrated yourself so gracefully and so beautifully. You've learned the language, like you, you picked up that language. You now run your own business there. You run a a yoga studio, yoga studio and, and cafe and I just wanted to know, like, what what was like, what was that like for you making that transition? You know, what was that like for you to just pick up your stuff and go and just give it a shot, like mm-hmm. move away? You were already away because we were both in the UK, but I came back here. You went to Switzerland. What was that like for you? And um, yeah, how was was it difficult? Like, were there times where you kind of were questioning it? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Um, I mean, I would say, I don't know. It felt, it felt pretty natural. Like, as you were just talking about that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that did happen and that happened. And, yeah. you know, um, I think... Um, so the the reason kind of like the catalyst to me deciding to move was because I had just been away from my partner um, for a very long time. Like we had mm-hmm. done long distance. It had been five years that we've been doing long distance and it just kind of came down to like, listen, we've either got to be in the same place, mm-hmm. like actually not having a real relationship. You can have a real relationship mm-hmm. um, long distance, but it just, you know, we just, it was either we want to be together or we're going to break up Mm -hmm. and we both couldn't, couldn't do the latter. You know, Mm -hmm. we just knew that we had to make it work somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't going to be a question of him coming to London because he had already done that. And just because of my work and career and stuff, um, we, we had to be apart again. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like, okay, then that means I'm going to go to Switzerland. Um, Canada wasn't a question yet. Like I wasn't ready to leave Europe and neither Mm -hmm. was he. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I was feeling ready to leave London anyways. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, okay, I feel like I've done what I need to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, it's time for me to go. Right. Um, and I know you've been to Switzerland before, but maybe to listeners, they, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who haven't been there before, it's not 
um, it's a very easy land to mm-hmm. to fall in love with. Like mm-hmm. it's a very easy country to be like, whoa, like that's yeah. really nice. Like high um, standard of living, yeah. very clean, um, beautiful. Yeah. Um, we live in a we live in like a a, can- a county um, that's like surrounded by mountains and lakes and things. Yeah. So it was pretty. It felt pretty right for me to do that. Right. And then once I got there, it was kind of like, I mean, I had done something like that before, um, you know, moving from, from Canada to, to the UK, like Mm -hmm. moving to London, making that transition. Of course it was easier because I had you, I had Mm -hmm. like my sister there and I had a job set up for me Mm -hmm. and a home and everything. Um, and I just knew that when I was making the transition, like I knew I'm like, I've got to just stick with like my, I've got to stick with what I love, which mm-hmm. is like my dance and my yoga. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just have to be patient and know that it's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, I knew that integrating myself meant learning the language. And that was like one of the top things that I was like, okay, I'm going to go take some language courses, which right. I did. Um, and it still took like over, I'd say probably like about a year to a year and a half for me to fully feel com- feel comfortable speaking the language. Mm-hmm. Um, but once that kind of happened, like a lot of things kind of fell into place right. and I felt like I was able to go places by myself mm-hmm. and be more independent without mm-hmm. my husband. Yeah. Um, and then just like one thing kind of like everything just kind of fell into place. Like Mm -hmm. we, I, I originally like now I'm, uh, this, a studio owner with two other people of a place called pine, um, uh, yoga Pilates and cafe. Mm -hmm. Um, and before we were myself and one of the owners were running a business or running a, just a yoga studio, yoga Mm -hmm. space, um, called Padma. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just like, it was just, everything was really coincidental. Like we just found the space and we're like, okay, like we can afford it. Let's just start running classes. Right. And I started with three people in a class, um, you know, once a week or whatever. And it was pretty much just family that I had Mm -hmm. that were taking Mm -hmm. it. And now like we've transitioned into a bigger studio, more space. We've added on like a cafe in there. And now I've got like 60, 70 plus students a week that are coming in to see me a couple of times a week. And, um, yeah, just everything again, I'm, I'm going back to this, like just everything kind of just naturally fit itself into place, you know, I think just because I was trying to be open and just patient with the process and with myself. Yeah. And of course I have a really good support base over there, just Mm -hmm. like with, with my husband and Mm -hmm. with like his family and his friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, we're also in a really, really small town. Yeah. Um, where if you do like, if you do your job well, if you, um, are basically just a good citizen, like you're set. People you know? are going to support you. People mm-hmm. are going to come and, 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 you know, take care of, of you too, because yeah. you're contributing to, to their, their society there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're very appreciative of just like, like anybody is, I think like me coming into their country, mm-hmm. having learned their language, mm-hmm. they're more willing to be like, oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're sticking around then totally. or you're, you know, right. Right. Um, Yeah. Well, they're lucky to have you. That's for sure. I wish you were closer, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a huge power in that. And, and I, I actually don't think any of it is coincidental. I think all of mm-hmm. it was meant to be for you. I really truly believe that, but I, I'm glad that you said that you, you were open to it, right? Like you were really open to whatever the process was going to be. You were really open to allowing that to come to you, but you worked 
hard for it. Like yeah, you, sure. you had mm-hmm. to work really hard for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And you had to make that decision for your relationship like that. You know, that was I'm sure that was harder for you to be there. Right. Be yeah. away from your family. Yeah. But there's like a huge power in that that you made that work like you made it work for you and you you took all of those steps and um but i do think that it takes a certain kind of person to be able to make that work right it it does take a lot of patience it does take a lot of determination a lot of grit mm. um and a lot of faith like just faith in yourself faith in the universe like or maybe putting, being my naive <laughs> Hey, it might be, it may be part of that. <laughs> yeah. It might be part of the recipe for it. Mm. But, you know, I think, I think there's like, there's sort of a beauty in that too, because it's like, okay, I don't really know what's going to happen, but mm. I'm just going to trust. Like, I'm just going to trust that it's going to work out. Yeah. And that's where like so many beautiful things have unfolded for mm. you, right? Like just trusting in that process. So, yeah, I think, I think it's also the fact that like, I was like, listen, if I'm going to try this, like if I'm going to move to Switzerland for this guy, you know, um, I've got to be like all in or Mm -hmm. it's not going to work, you Mm -hmm. know, or, or, or I'm not going to know, or maybe I'm going to have regrets or I'm going to be like, oh, like this place, like, you know, if I hadn't learned the language, for example, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't be feeling at home there. Yeah, It would be really, you know, it would be really hard. And then, then I would be mad with myself because I'd be like, well, I didn't try, I didn't kind of try hard enough or I didn't, I didn't at least give it you know, the full chance that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's, but that's always kind of been me as well. Like, I'm like, well, like, it's not a big deal. Like, at least we can try it moving to this country. And if it doesn't work, then I can always move somewhere else mm-hmm. or, you know, opening up a studio. And if it doesn't work, like if people don't come, then like, you know, we, I, I've got to, I've got to figure something else out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing what you've done. I, you know, I hope you know how proud I am of you. I I really, really am so proud of you. Every time I look at all of the things that you're doing, like it's, it's really inspiring. I think like, you know, you're, you're my little sister, but I really look up to you and like all of the things that you're doing. So I'm so proud of you. I think it's, it's incredible that you've like done that for yourself i do mm. wish that we lived closer but that's, <laughs> Me that's, too. that's a whole other podcast mm. um okay so you're in switzerland mm-hmm. you've opened up this business mm-hmm. um you also obviously have been a performer all of your life we grew up dancing together that's our background that's our training mm-hmm. um you've worked in switzerland as a performer mm-hmm. and now you are working as a choreographer yes right you um you've worked on a few productions i want to know what that transition was like for you you know let's talk about like the first job that you were doing as a choreographer let's say mm-hmm. um what was that like for you and what was that like doing it in a new country with a new language too mm-hmm. like i was i was thinking about that like that must have been that must have been a little bit scary for you it was like that was so that would have been gosh like five years ago now. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, only, like, a year and a little bit into you moving there. It was pretty quick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened pretty quickly. Like, I, I basically just, like, sent my, like, CV, like, my my um, resume, mm-hmm. like, out to, you know, a few people that, like, a few people had recommended to me, you right. know. Um, and one of them was, was this, like, actor... Um, who was transitioning similar to me, mm-hmm. like into more so like directing and mm-hmm. stuff that was from that area. Um, but he lives in, in Zurich now or at the time as well. Um, and I emailed him just like with my resume and I, he, he told me like, he's like, I like opened it up and I was like, Whoa, like who is this girl? Like, mm-hmm. and why is she living in Uri? Like mm-hmm. th- in this little tiny County kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, but he ended up having something for me. Like, he's like, this is really strange, but actually like, I'm going to be directing my first musical Mm. and I need a choreographer. Like, Mm -hmm. is that also something that you're interested in or would you rather be on the stage? Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of like also blossomed, blossomed into like a beautiful relationship that we we have, we still have now work and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, where I'm, I'm, I'm his choreographer kind of mm-hmm, thing. Um, mm-hmm. so Pippin was the first thing that we did. And then two years later we moved on to Big Fish mm-hmm. and two years later, which is now we are working on Titanic. Yes. Um, and it's all like amateur theater. So I think that as soon as I, I, as soon as I was like, oh, it's amateur, like, okay, it's, it's, it's not, not that it's not a big deal, but it just kind of took that pressure off. Right. Right. Um, being like, okay, cool. So they're maybe not new at this, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not, it's not their, it's not their job. So mm-hmm. that kind of, yeah, just like gave me a little bit of relief to be like, mm. it's okay. Like, you know, we'll just, yeah. we'll just take it step We're by all step figuring it out together kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also the fact that he was directing for the first time right. as well. True. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it was just kind of like, okay, like, let's just, let's yeah. just see how this thing goes. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely like, even uh, as well back then, the language came even slower to me. Right. So I was just like, okay, guys, listen, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I understand a a bit Mm -hmm. and you might not understand that much of English, but like, we've got to make this work Mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. And it did like somehow it worked, but I was definitely nervous. Like, and I, you know, questioned a lot of things and doubted myself Mm -hmm. and wasn't sure if it was enough or, Mm -hmm. or maybe too much Mm -hmm. or, um, just trying to find the balance with everything, I think. Um, but it was very successful, like, yeah. you know, um, the, that, like, premiere day hit or whatever and watching them on stage for the first time. Like, I was sitting in the audience questioning, like, how am I going to feel here? Like, sitting sitting in the audience when right. I normally would be on, on stage. stage. Yep. Um, how, how would I, how do I, how am I going to feel? And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt so proud. Mm-hmm. I felt so happy. I felt like somehow I was still on the stage, mm-hmm. but, um, in a completely different form. Totally. Um, and I was okay with that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and as the years like have gone by now, like I've built, you know, I've, I've gotten more confident. Yeah. I've gotten also more efficient. Like I'm like, okay, I already know that that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So let's just skip that mm-hmm. and, and move to this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's definitely a learning, mm-hmm. learning process. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But they're also really willing. And there's definitely some things that I've noticed with like, working with professionals as opposed mm-hmm. to like amateurs that I'm like, okay, like they're, they're easier. Like they're easier, um, to just be like, okay, let's try it. Whereas, right. you know, pro- professionals are often more, you know, they question things a little bit more, yeah. which is also good, yeah. you know, which yeah. is also healthy. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I can, can kind of just like, like, okay, I'm here to do my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to, you know, teach you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, just kind of like leaving it and letting them, letting it sink in for them. 
we've done a few now of these like amateur productions, mm. but it was last, it was right before COVID hit, right? Like last year, was that was Space Dream or was yeah, it during? So it was during. It was during. It was during okay. COVID, yeah. Okay. So and that was sort of your first like, that was. The, the director's name is that you're working with is Rolf, Rolf and Summer, yeah. that was his also one of like his first sort of big professional productions as a as a director as yeah. well. Yeah. So what was what was that like being now on like a professional stage sort of like I guess like stepping it up one mm-hmm. one notch to this like professional level of work. And then how did you feel when, you know everything hit the fan yeah. and it was COVID. Like yeah. what was that process like? So that happened. So that was in, that was actually still this year, mm. like at the beginning of the year. So mm-hmm. January, it was like January to March, 2021. Mm-hmm. So I had, first of all, we had like our like 10 year old daughter at home. So we had to like organize and manage. 10 like, month old. Uh, sorry, 10 month old, 10 month old. <laughs> Um, daughter at home and just tried to, you know, manage all of that and yes. organize babysitters, et cetera. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then the other thing was, I was just like, okay, I'm going to like prep and, and go into the studio and do all these things, but I have no idea if I'm going to get a if call tomorrow. Happen. Right. Exactly. So kind of in the back of my mind that also took the pressure off in a way. Mm. Cause I was just like, okay, let's just roll with it mm-hmm. here. Let's just see. Um, but we've just got to prep and be ready for anything. Mm. Um, and with like in Switzerland, um, in comparison to Canada, everything was a little bit like taken a little bit lighter, like yes. in regards to the regulations yes. in regards to just, just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, I think just Europe, well, no, not Europe in general, but, mm-hmm. but definitely a country like Switzerland, it was just like, yeah, we, we were able to do more, I believe, mm-hmm. than you guys were here. You guys mm-hmm. were in lockdown for longer. Yeah, totally. Things were closed for longer, you know, and, and in Switzerland it was, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. Just a little bit, a little more bit easier. Lean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, yeah, just the, like then when you focus on like the project itself, like it was definitely much more nerve wracking. Mm. Like I was, I was, I was pretty scared. I was pretty like feeling pretty anxious, just being like, oh God, like, why did he choose me? Like, mm. I'm happy that he picked me. It's a privilege, but like, I'm feeling unsure. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then you very quickly forget like all of your experience and all of these things that you've yeah. already done yeah. and like all of like just everything that you've like accumulated up to that point right. because you're just like, no, it's, I'm not, it's not enough. Like I'm not yeah. enough. I can't do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but thank thank goodness I had somebody or I have somebody like Rolf who was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you've got this. Like, why would I – I wouldn't choose you just to be nice. Like, totally. I chose you for a reason. Totally. Um, and we need somebody like you. And that's the other thing too, is like, I forget sometimes that like, I'm not from there. So like, mm. I'm, I approach things very differently. For sure. I approach things in a much more like, it's crazy. The, 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 um, the cast some of them came up to me and they're like I've never felt so relaxed in a rehearsal and mm. I was like oh oh am I not you know I'm like am I not being like hard enough they're like right. no no like we normally like I'm I normally am ready to like be sick before I go into rehearsals because like with the choreographer uh-huh. because like I'm so anxious that I'm gonna mess it up I'm like of yeah. course you're gonna mess it up like yeah. you're supposed to make stakes mistakes because usually that's when I'm like oh that's kind of cool like right. let's let's try something like that right. you know yeah as opposed to what I what I maybe planned or prepared mm. you know mm-hmm. um and so they were really 
surprised that mm. like in came this like Canadian, you know, yeah, girl yeah. who yeah. was just like, oh, let's just try this, guys. Right. Like, let's, you know, um, it, not- maybe not so like, like regimented or strict. Yeah. Or, I, the word that comes up for me too is like open, like that, that word open again. Right. Yeah. That's, and that, that's what they, that's what I was kind of getting this like compliment on. Like, yes. oh my gosh, you're just, you're so open. You're yes. so like receptive. Like yes. you actually listen to us. I'm mm-hmm. like, but of course I'm going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like we're on the same, we're on the same playing field mm-hmm. here. And they mm-hmm. were, they were just like, that's not how it is. Like not necessarily in Switzerland, but places right. like Austria or Germany, because uh-huh. they're working in these places as well. Right, right, right. Um, so that was really cool to like come in and be like, okay, like, first of all, they like me. <laughs> and yeah, second of yeah. all, like, I guess I'm doing a good job, you yeah. know? And I think, and I think too, you know, to, to also be able to, to hear that from the people mm. that you're working with, it's like, yeah, okay, I have my role as a choreographer, but like you said, we're we're not going to get anything done unless we're working together as a team, course, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's not if you're just going to kind of keep like bumping heads or kind of like running into these walls where maybe it's like the the choreographer might kind of like place themselves up a little bit higher in that in that sort of hierarchy which like yeah there is there has to be in mm-hmm, these types of mm-hmm. productions but if there's someone that is is more open and more receptive it's just going to make the process that much better mm-hmm. and easy and going and fun yeah. and creative right yeah. like yeah. that's when creativity flows is like when there is that space for it mm-hmm. for that play like less rigidity like being softer around those edges it makes it so much more enjoyable yeah. so yeah and I think the fact that they were just like nobody had worked in like a year. Right. So they were all just really excited Fair. to be, you know, to mm-hmm. because because it also was a huge risk for the production company to be like, are we doing this thing? Okay, let's do it. Like right. even if we lose all the money, like right. even if, you know, let's yep. just let's just go for it. Let's just try it out. We were the only ones that were like in in Zurich at that time. Like mm. we were the only ones putting something together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also that was also really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just, it was that much more, everybody was super grateful, yes. super grateful to be there like yes. every day, like even though everybody was exhausted, yeah. um, I was commuting like probably a total of about, you know, two and a half hours every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all just really happy. Yeah. So then what ended up actually happening with the production? It never ended up go like you guys never ended up performing to a full audience, right? No, we did. We had like nine weeks of rehearsal yeah. of like intensive, like Monday to Saturday, full day rehearsals. Yes. Um, and then we basically had one um, unofficial viewing. Right. Let's call it. Yes. Yeah. Um, where we had, we were, we were allowed to have mm-hmm. an audience of mm-hmm. like X amount of people or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, with distance and with masks mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of complete the process of being like, we started on day one, we did all of the rehearsals and here we are like on what would have been premiere day. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Which was, it was, it was a very strange, like it was opening and closing night all in one. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a little bit, it was, it was a lot of emotions, I Mm -hmm, think, like mm -hmm. for myself or like my team, but then also for the people on the stage. Yeah. Um, and again, like you could just see how, how happy, like how much joy they were, you know, they had just to be on that stage and stuff. Um, and now we've basically taken a break. So that was March, 2021. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be going back into rehearsals then, um, February, 2022 for four weeks to just kind of like, you know, re, re, um, 
just just remember everything yeah, basically yeah, yeah yeah um and you know tweak some things right. here and there because right. we've had the time now to be like mm, let's maybe try this mm-hmm. um because there's always room for improvement yeah um and then we're crossing everything that we should be opening up um mid-march of cool. next year cool mm-hmm. yeah I hope that that happens. I hope that that happens for you because seeing you like go through that process and, um, you know, we also got a chance to kind of see, I think they did like a TV appearance or something. Right. And, and, uh, just seeing, seeing that it was, it was really nice to like see, to kind of hear about the process and hear you go through that process and then actually get to see, like I've actually never seen, I think mom and dad have come to one or two of your shows Mm -hmm. because they've happened to be in Switzerland while, while they were happening, but I've never actually seen sort of like the end product Mm -hmm. of something that you have contributed to as a choreographer. So to see that was really cool. I definitely saw, I remember seeing that clip and I was like, Ooh, there's like a little bit of like wicked, in there like I could definitely (laughs) see like where some of those influences sort of came from throughout your career Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which again was really inspiring and just like made me so so proud of you so yeah I definitely feel this recurring theme that keeps coming up in Mm -hmm. in this discussion is you just diving in like Mm -hmm. okay let me just do this let me just like make it happen. Let's just like dive in and see how it goes. And if we need to tweak it or if I need to kind of change it or if my plans change, so be it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's that, that sense of like adaptability. And again, that sense of like openness, like I'm just going to be open to whatever it is that, Mm -hmm. that this is going to unfold into. And I think that that, I think that that's really amazing. I think it's really, it's a really great trait. And I think it's, um, it says a lot about like who you are. And, um, I think it just allows, allows more things to come, to come in. Okay. What a beautiful interview with my sister. I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I'm sure you could tell that I did. I want to thank Janine for being my guest. This was such a beautiful way to share space with her and reminisce on her journey. So I will be back next week with another Free Flow Friday. And then the week after that, be sure to stay tuned for part two of my interview with my sister, where we chat a lot more about her business, Earthkeeper Oils. Until then, I hope that you are staying safe and healthy. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Take care.